Today's scripture comes from Romans 8. I'm reading verses 12 through 17 from the New American Standard Bible. Hear the words. So then, brothers and sisters, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living in accord with the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led, being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and daughters of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption, as sons and daughters, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gathering. I just pray that your words come out, not mine, Lord Father. Pray your Holy Spirit upon each of us and speak to us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever my family has gone to the Atlanta Braves games, I have noticed that my GPS on my phone, for some reason, will not tell me where the parking garage is, where we usually park. Now, we don't go a lot, but sometimes I get tickets through my employer, and they have told me to use the navigation app called Waze. This app works and how it leads me exactly to the, the place I need to park. It's good because I don't have to worry about getting lost. You know, this past year it seemed that we all have maybe felt a little lost in finding our way. This past year has been very tough. And as we go down the road of life, we look for clues that maybe the future will be brighter, maybe easier, and maybe a little more joyful Are we going to see more scary and sad events like we have recently? Wouldn't it be nice if we had an app that would tell us what we needed to do when we encountered tough times as we travel the road of life? You know, we do, the Bible. And today we are in Romans 8, which is written by the Apostle Paul. Now, Romans 8 is probably one of the most favorite chapters amongst Christians because it's full of good news and God's promises, promises that I believe will be good reminders that will encourage us and give us hope as we face the road ahead, no matter what comes our way. And here are three things that I think that we might find encouraging, that we might want to know coming up on this Trinity Sunday they observes Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And here's the first point. Remember your identity. Remember your identity. Verse 13 through 14. For if you are living in accord with the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God 
These are sons and daughters of God. This is talking about living the way of the world or living the way of a spirit-led Christian. It's never an easy thing to embrace the value system of the world. For one thing, the world's value system places importance on the visible, the material, the what looks good now. But that does not last. On the other hand, the spirit-led Christian places importance on the unseen, the spiritual, what lasts. I read an article about people's thoughts on God from a 2019 study from the Pew Research Center. Now, the study gauged people's thoughts on God, and the study sampled 38,000 people in 34 countries with with diverse economies. The study found a dividing line between the wealthier nations versus the developing countries. People in wealthier nations generally say that God and prayer are not especially important in their lives as people in emerging countries. In fact, nine in ten more respondents in most of the emerging economies surveyed say that God plays an important role in their lives. It's interesting that in the countries that have more resources, people tend to ask, why do they need God? Sometimes we get materialistic and we forget who we are. Let's not forget that we are in God's family and that is our identity. To be in family means that we have an intimate relationship with God our Father. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so just by becoming a believer in Jesus, we get the spirit of God inside of us so we can become more like Christ and have a relationship with him. And God sees you. He sees you as forgiven. He sees you as loved by him. He sees you as blessed. He sees you as chosen. And he sees you as his own. So if we are believers here, or we're hearing this for the first time, how should we respond? I think it should give us tremendous hope and comfort to know that our Father in heaven is that close to us right now. And that if anything's that's going to happen today, this week, or next month, God is going to be with us. He's going to be with us through confusion. He's going to be with us through hurt. He's going to be with us through feeling unloved. He's going to be with us when we lose something valuable. You're talking about God with all of his resources of heaven. He can help us reach the community here. Or wisdom on handling a personal problem. Or hope and peace through any circumstance. Or strength as we try to go through a temptation. God is our Father in heaven, and he loves us, and he cares for us. That gives us hope. So remember our identity. The second thing we learn is the Holy Spirit helps us today. The Holy Spirit helps us today. Verse 15, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by which we cry out, Abba, Father, So the Holy Spirit comes inside of us when we believe on Jesus. 
Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit look for us as believers? Here is Acts 2.4. All of them, and, and this is the disciples, were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. So when you read Acts 2, and we talked about it last week on Pentecost Sunday, we see the Holy Spirit come on the scene in a big way. The Bible talks about him throughout the Old and the New Testament, but what we see is God's promise ushering in to build his church. We see things like power, giftings, and felt experiences with wind, fire, miracles, and more promises from Joel, where God will pour out his spirit and people will prophesy. And also anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That power is available to us today. There is an Old Testament story that tells us about the battle between Joshua and the Amalekites. Now the Amalekites had come up against Israel. Exodus 17 tells that Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the hill of the staff of God in my hand. As Joshua fought the Amalekites, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill with Moses. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites would prevail. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites prevailed. When Moses' hands grew tired, Aaron and Hur took a stone and put it under Moses' And he sat on it, and then Aaron and Hur held up Moses' hands so Israel would prevail. They needed God's help to defeat their enemies. Today, we need God's help in our lives, in our churches, in our hearts. And that help is there for us today via the Holy Spirit. Luke 4.18 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. God anoints us today and his work continues. When Jesus promised the Holy Spirit in Luke twenty four forty nine, the disciples were getting power. It says, and behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. Don't you want to be clothed with power from on high? Again, don't you want to be anointed by God today? You can via the Holy Spirit. So how does this work today when we're low on power and resources? We pray. When we're at work or entering our homes, say a prayer. Pray, Father, I cannot do this without you. I need you. Help me or anoint me or equip me to do my job if I'm at work or be a mom or dad that I need to be, be a loving husband or wife, or listen to someone that needs the hope of Jesus. Just think in our, in our lives, if we prayed like that before church, or working, or gathering with our families, or helping in ministry, how different things would be if we could have the Holy Spirit's help to help us see the attractiveness of the glory of God or the promises that we have access to, or that relationship with God our Father that is far better than any experience on earth. 
We're talking about something very powerful for us that love God. It never changes, even as the world go through its changes. So the last point I have is Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope. Verse 17. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. I like to talk about this word heir in the verse. It's from the Greek word kleronomos, which means sharer or inheritor. One characteristic of Jesus is that he is the father's heir and he has an inheritance of glory. As a Christian, we too have an inheritance of glory that we will see one day when we go to heaven. So in this process of life, we are becoming more like Jesus. This means that we also suffer as he did. Jesus didn't promise an easy road for the apostles, and he doesn't promise one for us today. There will be suffering. But when we are in Christ, there is a new measure of power, an awareness of his presence, and a purpose far greater than we could ever have on our own. What can I say about this past year? other than there was suffering. And there are people suffering around us and across the globe. Whether it's the pandemic, job loss, losing a loved one, or suffering for standing up for the right thing, or being a Christian where it might be banned, life gets hard. And doing what God wants us to do puts us in a season of suffering sometimes. In February 1980, the U.S. Olympic hockey team walked away with a gold medal at Lake Placid, New York. Those collegiate athletes shocked the world by upsetting the powerful then Soviet Union. And then they grabbed the championship from Finland when the crowd chanted USA. Before his team's victory over the Soviet Union, which advanced them to the finals, the coach of the U.S. hockey team told this to his players. You are born to be a player. You were meant to be here at this time. This is your moment. Well, I say this to you here and listening at home. This is your moment. And God has a purpose for each of your lives. He has a purpose for your good times, and he has a purpose for your suffering. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God works all things together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So this all things is everything that comes our way, whether through circumstance, our choices, God's commands. God will see that it's for your good. That should bring us hope. Romans 5, 3 to 5 says, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in these coming days, how can we follow Jesus, whether it's an easy road or a tough one? How can we love God with our whole heart and love others? These days of COVID, tornadoes, political strife, racism, and gas shortages have tested our patience. And we have suffered. God can use these situations by asking us to focus on Jesus and not these events. 
But sometimes we think we can't take it anymore. It's almost like the sun breaks through the clouds. The light breaks through, just like when Jesus rose from the dead and everyone thought he was dead. God's promise of the resurrection happened, and so does the promise he has for each of us. Something big happens that we could never have dreamed. And maybe all these trials have been a setup for something even greater in our lives that make us stronger, just like what 1 Peter 5.10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So as I close, when I look to the road ahead, do I see straighter paths or do I see curvy paths? Will it be easier navigation? Will we find our way? I can't answer that. But we can, what we do have is the hope through every word and promise in God's word. God does not want us to fear the future. In fact, he promises to always be with us. And our Father in heaven did not leave us as orphans. We have a guide, the Holy Spirit. Thinking back to Romans 5, 3 to 5, and thinking about what suffering produces, endurance, character, hope. Endurance brings to mind a long-distance runner. The runner is training his or her muscles. Faith is also like a muscle in that it grows our faith. The more life comes at us, the more our faith muscles are being used. We learn to trust God more. We learn about trusting God, yes, in good times, but more so in the bad. Character is a life marked by the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And hope is us putting our trust in Jesus Christ, as Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You see, God does give us good times, and there are more to come. But he does not keep the bad from coming upon us, because he loves us too much to do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and your promises, Lord, that we have, because we are a child Lord Father, if there's anyone here or listening that does not you, that does not know you, Lord, we ask that we pray that they know you, Jesus. That they say, Father, I want to know Jesus. I want him to walk in my life. Please walk with me. Lord, be with us in these coming days and weeks, Lord, we ask. Help us to be light and hope for others through, through us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.